Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hunter Biden's deal with federal prosecutors and assorted Hunter scandals. I think we cover it. We have been covering it, and we need to cover it. And, you know, there are these whistleblowers who allege that there was much worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, the DOJ... um, didn't listen. And then you have uh, the former U.S. attorney, Weiss, who says he had complete control and he's a Republican appointee, a Trump appointee. We just we just cover it all. Ah, yes. Jake Tapper. We just cover it all, except for the fact that that Republican appointee was first appointed but twice by Obama. But we'll leave that out because, you know, most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore Jake Tapper is a former Democrat Capitol Hill staffer. Yesterday, talking to someone, I think her real name, Kara Swisher, was forced to concede that the Hunter Biden stories are, oh, we've been covering it. Horsepucky, you've been covering it. A lie wrapped in a deception rolled into a um, misdirection. It's called CNN. That's uh, that's Jake Tapper, Democrat Party Capitol Hill staffer. He worked for the Democrat member of the House of Representatives whose son married Chelsea Clinton, you know, the daughter of Webb Hubble and uh, and presumably Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Washington is a uh, is a dirty old town, isn't it? It's a dirty old town. It most certainly is. Well, happy Tuesday to all of you and uh, and welcome. Uh, the President of the United States, Mr. Magoo. Uh, did you see Mr. Magoo? He's being called Mr. Magoo today. It's out there on the Twitter. Have you seen that? He's Mr. Magoo because he's wandering around bumping into stuff. And, you know, oh, Magoo, you've done it again. And he uh, he was uh, at, uh, uh, I think it was at Buckingham Palace. Was it Buckingham Palace with uh, King Charles, old friend of mine? I gave him a knock on the shoulder after explaining a few things to then then uh, Crown Prince Charles, and uh, at the Washington National Cathedral. But that's a story for another day. There was Mr. Magoo, the uh, the cluster bomb president, uh, cluster Joe, you know, cluster bomb Biden, and he was walking around with King Charles the Third, and there were uh, they had the those uh, you know the guys with the the, the honor guard with the red uh, British uh, troops, you know, with the red and the big tall black fuzzy hats, right. And uh, and Biden was standing there talking to one. Now, they can't say anything to you. They can't make eye contact with you. They can't respond to any questions for you. And he's standing there with a, a stupid, you know, uh, uh, oatmeal-eaten grin on his face and uh, talking to the, the soldier when Prince, excuse me, King Chuck came up behind him. And King Chuck kind of grabbed the President of the United States by the elbow and said, you know, we're done over here. We're walking this way now. We're walking. We're walking. And and he grabbed uh, Mr. Magoo and uh, pulled him this way. And and then uh, the king uh, directed the president of the United States up the steps ahead of him. And Mr. Magoo said, no, 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 you first. I insist. And uh, and now everybody's making fun of him. The British press making fun of him. The Australian press making fun of him. The headline is, Embarrassing Moment. 
you think that's an embarrassing moment. <laughs> you should have been here on election day in 2020. That was, that was an embarrassing moment. Uh, Biden lampooned for being led away by King Charles III. The headline here, he looks like Mr. Magoo. It's <laughs> right there in the headlines. He's Mr. Magoo in the headlines. And embarrassing moment from uh, Sky News, the uh, Sky Australia reporting embarrassing moment for President of the United States. And, and we got that. Also, the Secret Service will allegedly brief members of Congress. It'll probably be a secret on the cocaine. Uh, they're going to do that on Thursday. Cocaine. And uh, so Secret Service will be. I wonder if they'll lie to them because there's a lot of that going on these days, isn't there? Just uh, just amazing. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And the uh, you see the uh, the corrupt Biden administration. God, they're corrupt. They just they wear it on their sleeve. You know, they used to kind of pretend to keep it under wraps a little bit. The corruption in Washington, D.C. and abuses of power. Now they parade it down Pennsylvania Avenue. Joe Biden could shoot someone in the middle of Pennsylvania Avenue and he wouldn't lose a single vote among the Washington press corps. Just uh, just extraordinary stuff. Now there is this Israeli-American named Gal Luft. Gal Luft came forward in 2019 to blow the whistle on the corrupt Biden family because of all the things that he knew. That's four years ago for Democrats trying to follow along at home. And um, and he, had to, he was arrested and charged with some fake crime, arms dealing some uh, months ago. And then he uh, actually fled. Uh, He was out on bail and he fled. Well, yesterday, the corrupt Justice Department under the corrupt Attorney General Merrick Garland and his corrupt President Joe Biden, God, they're corrupt. Uh, They charged him with dozens of crimes, Gal Luft, the uh, Israeli-American, with all kinds of things that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, between the two of them, have allegedly done. You got to work in allegedly in there because, you know, all we have is the emails and the testimony of one of their CEOs, Tony Bobolinsky, and the and uh, the congressional investigations and the receipts from the Treasury Department and the bank uh, records and, and uh, never mind all that, and the testimony of Gal Luft, who has now been charged with dozens of crimes by the corrupt Biden Justice Department and his corrupt Attorney General Merrick Garland. I'm expecting the FBI to break down the door here in the studio any moment now. Missing Biden corruption witness, Gal Luft, Dr. Gal Luft, hit with federal charges. And uh, and it's uh, news all over the world, but that's the New York Post is actually covering the story. The Washington Post is not, because the Washington Post is not a legitimate news organization. Sorry to say, but that's the case. Uh, also, the Hill think tank leader, who claimed to have given FBI info on Hunter Biden, charged by Justice Department. See, you know, now it's, uh, oh, we'll turn the tables on him. We'll show you. Uh, This is a very corrupt city. We live in a very corrupt time in the United States of America, and it's uh, tragic, and they've kind of normalized that. Oh, speaking of which, there's another hit piece in the Washington Post today attacking uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Yet another hit piece. And the one in the uh, Washington Post today is really just a straight ripoff of its plagiarism, really, of the New York Times piece from yesterday, which was the same hit piece on Clarence Thomas. Turns out that Clarence Thomas has been, uh, for decades, involved with an organization, the um, uh, Horatio Alger organization, that raises money for high school kids to get them college scholarships. And he has been successful in doing that, raising enormous amounts of money for a great number, tens of thousands of 
of kids to get college scholarships. And naturally, uh, that means you'll be attacked by the New York Times and the Washington Post because they're filthies. They're filthy filthies. Everybody knows that. Um, but the Associated Press, they, they said, well, we're going to lo- look into this because we're part of the lynch mob. We got a rope. We got a tree. We're part of the Democrat Party. We, we've got the a- AP. They got the AP guide where, you know, you can't use words like man and woman, stuff like that. We, we got another uh, female uh, swimmer, too, kicked off her swim team because they sent a man into the locker room who was pretending to be a woman, and she's 16 years old, and she didn't like it. So they kicked her off the swim swim team and told her she had to leave and go home. And when she posted uh, something in the locker room saying, women's locker room for women, uh, then they accused her of hate speech, hate speech, and they kicked her out because the Democrats are demented. They're demented. Also, I have an amazing story on uh, autism and transgenderism in, in particular girls and uh, the Democrat Party, they're seizing on uh, people, apparently autistic girls, and trying to convince them that uh, they're, they're per- particularly susceptible, uh, according to a new study, a uh, pediatric study. I've got that coming up. But in any case, the Associated Press, they've got all kinds of speech codes, and they're, they're nuts. Uh, they used to be kind of the legitimate, the standard for news organizations. But they've been corrupted by by people who, you know, graduated from universities in the United States of America fairly recently. Also, to just see, speaking of which, it's, it's uh, consistent with the theme I'm on right now. Brown University, an Ivy League school, um, nearly half of the student body is gay. Nearly half of the student body is gay, and, uh, and nobody's raising an eyebrow. They're like, how do we make the whole student body gay? <clears throat> so I got that coming up, too. But the Associated Press, pretending to be a news organization for a couple of minutes, they started looking into uh, Supreme Court justices and ethics, and they found that Sonia Sotomayor, Sonia Sotomayor, uh, who's going to play Jake LaMotta in uh, Raging Bull Part Two coming up soon, she, uh, Sonia Sotomayor, Justice Sonia Sotomayor, it turns out she's been making millions of dollars off of her books that nobody reads, and the reason uh, uh, the Associated Press found out is that Anytime a university says, hey, we'd like to have Sonia Sotomayor speak uh, to 12 students here who might be interested in hearing what she has to say, they say, okay, well, then buy 11,000 books uh, because Sonia Sotomayor had to, you know, probably had a ghostwriter write a book. I think she wrote a couple of kids' books, too, or something. Then uh, something about herself, you know, me, and then more about me, I think it's titled. And uh, Sonia Sotomayor... Uh, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor's staff prodded colleges and libraries to buy her books. Buy my books. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit of the gun to the head thing. Nobody reads them. But they buy them by the truckload, and then she makes millions of dollars, and nobody reads them because she's Sonia Sotomayor. I mean, come on, she's been wrong about everything her whole life. That's why she was picked. Book sales, a lure for money and more takeaways from the Associated Press investigation into Supreme Court ethics. They, uh, they set out after Clarence Thomas, but what they found was something completely different. So we got that. Also, you remember Ray Epps, the guy who was inciting violence on January 5th and on January 6th, uh, the day before the, the uh, melee at the Capitol in uh, 2021, and then the day of the melee at the Capitol, and there's videotape of him doing it. And it's been suggested many times that he uh, is uh, somehow involved with the FBI, right? And uh, 
And remember, he was on the wanted poster immediately after uh, January 6th. And then, oop, mysteriously was made to disappear uh, from the FBI's uh, wanted poster because, well, that's never been explained. Well, now Ray, Ray Epps is preparing to sue Fox News, presumably for $400 million or something, because the Dominion voting machine case set an example, and I said this at the time, set an example that would be followed by others. And now Ray Epps, who is inciting violence uh, in uh, Washington, D.C., before and during the melee on Capitol Hill, and he's on videotape doing it, and and he's living a consequence-free life. It's great. And actually, I think this is wonderful. Let's bring it to court. Fox News should say, okay, let's go. We'll get Ray Epps under oath, and we'll have to call in the FBI and get them under oath and have to get the people that made the videotape of him inciting violence and the people that were there while he was inciting violence and saying that we're going into the Capitol, right, and uh, and get everybody under oath. But the FBI in particular should be dragged into court at the highest level and at the lowest level and get them under oath and threaten them with 100 years in prison. Oh, yeah, this Gal Luft guy. They're threatening him with more than 100 years in prison but because, you know, he squealed on the Biden family and now they've got power. And this is a banana republic now because the left is in charge and they put their political enemies in prison. That's what they do. That's what the left has done for 100 years all over the world. It's what they do in, in beep hole countries all over the place and third world countries. That's, our, that's the left. And the left is here. Uh, just amazing stuff. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And uh, the left very upset in Virginia because the Republican governor there, Glenn Youngkin, says he's not interested in legalizing marijuana. Not interested in legalizing. And uh, so the whole Democrat Party um, got super stoned and did some fentanyl to get over that. Uh, it was uh, it was interesting. Pretty amazing stuff. Oh, and, uh, and a uh, Republican senator holding up promotions in the military at the Pentagon because he says the defense secretary has illegally made accommodations for troops to get abortions, abortions, see? Because, oh, we'll give you special time off and money to travel to go get abortions because the Democrat Party loves abortions. God, they love abortion, don't they? You know why? They need the organs. They need the organs. It's, uh, they collect them, I think. They're like baseball cards for a lot of, a lot of Democrats. We got all that. The uh, Major League Baseball uh, All-Star Game is uh, in Seattle. Seattle, it's tonight, right? It's tonight. And uh, the Democrats have turned all the homeless people into a mulch and uh, used the mulch to fertilize gardens, trees, and plants in Seattle because they had to get rid of them all. And uh, it's kind of uh, fascinating. They'll all be back right after the game, though, because they're not fixing anything. They're just... You know, it's like a Potemkin village of, uh, of uh, homelessness. There is no home- There are no homeless people. Uh, they'll be right back. So we got, uh, we got that. We got a lot of stuff. Yeah, and why are they holding up? Why is Senator Tuberville holding up promotions at the Pentagon? And what's going to happen when the chairman of the Joint Chiefs leaves? The Marine Corps Commandant's position is vacant for the first time in 100 years. And it's because of abortion. We're at 888-630-9625. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. 
Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear, around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I had a couple of uh, items that might be useful for you. Our telephones, our call-in number. She's a broke. She's a no good. She's a no work. I blame uh, the Biden administration. It's probably the uh, Justice Department, the FBI, and the uh, NSA. Could be Anthony Fauci. Uh, Could be all kinds of things. Oh, yeah, we got some uh, Fauci news today, too, because Robert F. Kennedy Jr., you know him, RFK uh, Jr. He's running for president of the United States as a Democrat, but the media uh, want to hit him in the back of the head with a shovel and uh, get rid of him. He was on the television last night on the Fox News Channel, not on CNN or any of the entertainment networks or anything like that. But he uh, he was asked, well, Fauci, you know, should Fauci be held accountable in any way? I've got that coming up for you as well. And there are some crazy statistics. There's There's one that would be talked about a lot if only you changed the political party in the White House, and that is that uh, the United States of America, what is the the figure? We're about 4.5% of the world's population, right? We're about 4.5%, isn't that right? 4.5% of the world's population. But we were, we uh, uh, racked up uh, 16% of the global COVID deaths, Right? Excuse me, 4.2%. We're 4.2% of the population of the planet Earth, but 16% of the COVID deaths worldwide. Not communist China, but the United States of America. How can that be? What, what's with that? Did they engineer the COVID virus so that it was specifically uh, geared to attack uh, Westerners, Americans? Hmm? Huh? Hmm? Huh? Because, you know, the commies, they, uh, they did that back in the old days, I know. I used to study biological warfare. And the uh, commies, the Soviets, they actually worked on, like, sickle cell anemia uh, and Tay-Sachs viruses that would be particularly virulent among African Americans and Jews, you see. Um, but uh, I'm not uh, suggesting that this was engineered Uh, in that way at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is the point of origin of the Wuhan Red Death. The Wuhan Red Death. Uh, But I've got some RFK Jr. coming up on that. A couple of interesting things. Uh, And uh, the Pentagon having appointments held up. I'll tell you why. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Ah, the Democrat Party and all of their media agents. Aren't they great? Now, here's a uh, a crazy story. The headline is, Two men can't have a baby, but that's not stopping California from legalizing fertility equity. They got fertility equity going in uh, California because they're very open-minded. They're so open-minded that many years ago their brains fell out and went splat on the asphalt. California legislators are capitalizing on the vagaries of reproductive freedom. That's in quotation marks, reproductive freedom. To redefine infertility so queer couples can get intravenous IVF, you know, the in vitro fertilization. Uh, paid for by private insurance. Lawmakers and uh, just amazing uh, pro-abortion groups sold Proposition 1 as women's health protection measure. It's a women's health protection measure, utilizing the word abortion to convince voters to amend the California state constitution to protect what they called reproductive freedom. And at the uh, time, the League warned that the... uh, the undefined right to reproductive freedom was a corporate takeover of our constitution, of our constitution, uh, sponsored by abortion providers whose uh, business model now includes transgender services. Prop One's vague language will empower judicial interpretation to create a brave new world of reproductive freedom, potentially stripping away parents' rights. Naturally, they they're very big on stripping away parents' rights and everything from school to gender to abortion. They don't like parents, do they? The left, the Democrat Party. To protect children from sexual abuse, they they don't want to protect children from sexual abuse. It's why they're attacking the movie The Sound of Freedom. And they're teaching it in school. You know, they're teaching it in school. The let's not be critical just because someone wants to have sex with a five-year-old. The minor attracted person's a map, not a pedophile or a child molester. A map, minor attracted person, you see. Uh, overriding old-fashioned notions about uh, morality, including prohibitions on incest, polygamy, rape, and pedophilia, possibly even requiring state-funded surrogacy and gender transition surgeries at all ages. It's a new, uh, they're uh, pushing the law in California. Sounds like a good plan, doesn't it? The intersectionality of abortion, transgender, and surrogacy, they say they've got... um, a lot to uh, a lot to say about all this stuff. Sadly, as predicted, California's legislators are poised to pass Senate Bill 729 that will uh, redefine the word infertility to encompass celibates, celibates, say people that are uh, celibate and same-sex couples and their inability to conceive. So, you're uh, if you're same-sex couple, you say, "Well, I'm infertile." So, you're uh, now entitled to in vitro fertilization. Uh, because, you know, you can't get pregnant. But you can't get pregnant because you're two men. But that won't matter. 
because they've lost their minds. They are crazy, crazy people. And crazy has gone mainstream, hasn't it? It most certainly has. Um, and, you know, with that, I got to, uh, before we get to the, the uh, Joe Biden and the Hunter Biden and their, the grandchild that they don't acknowledge, uh, I want to share this one with you because this is pretty extraordinary. The Washington Examiner, 40% of Brown University students say they are LGBT. That's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, Okay. 40% of Brown University students say they're LGBT, comma, suggesting social contagion. Social contagion is the order of the day. This is a pretty amazing story, 40%, because if you look at the, uh, the numbers uh, over the years and different generations and, and so on, uh, that doesn't really conform at all with the societal norms in the United States or any place else. So... I suspect that at Brown University and other Ivy League schools and elsewhere throughout the country, they're teaching to the test. You know what I mean? This is, uh, you get to be a member of a protected victim class if you just announce that you're gay or bisexual or transgender. Uh, But if you're a straight white male or even a straight white female, you don't fall into those categories. You don't fall into a protected category or victim category, and there is no status more exalted today among the left than that of victim, okay? So new survey data from Brown University students' newspaper, so the student newspaper, provides further evidence that the increase in LGBT identification is driven by social pressure. The latest data shows that between 2010, 2010, and 2023, identification as LGBTQ+, has almost tripled among the student body at Brown University from 14% in 2010, saying that they were not heterosexual, to 38% now, 38% now. The Herald Spring 2023 poll found 38% of students do not identify as straight, over five times the national rate. The Brown Daily Herald reported over the past decade, LGBTQ plus identification has increased across the nation with especially sharp growth at Brown University. Now, how does that make sense? There are, I guess there are jokes that you could throw in there, but other sexual orientations have seen uh, massive increases since fall of, tw- of 2010. Brown's LGBTQ plus population has expanded considerably. The gay or lesbian population um, has increased by 26%. And the percentage of students identifying as bisexual has increased (laughs) by 232%. 232% as bisexual. Okay. That's just the rate of increase. Obviously, 232% of the student body can't be bisexual, but it can increase by 232% over the course of 13 years, and that's what's happened. The student newspaper reported students identifying as other sexual orientations within the LGBTQ plus community have increased by 793%. I think they're teaching to the test here. This is, uh, how do you get extra credit? Gosh, Miss Sheehan, how can I get extra credit on this test? 
the idea of LGBTQ plus identification as a social contagion is one that continues to draw criticism among academics. For example, the head of uh, academic journal that published a paper that uh, supported the theory of rapid onset gender dysphoria faced a cancellation attempt along with uh, the Northwestern University professor who wrote the paper. See, if you raise any questions, you must be punished. If you seek to engage in scientific analysis, look at it through a sociological lens, then you'll be punished. They will strip you of your income and everything else. Coincidentally, Dr. Lisa Littman, who popularized the idea of rapid-onset gender dysphoria, once taught at Brown University before being forced out over the controversy. Isn't that fascinating? Now, here's the thing. Um, Among baby boomers, baby boomers, 1.7% of baby boomers, that's my generation, identify as gay or lesbian. And uh, that that covers it. Even that's redundant because lesbian is also gay. So 1.7% of boomers identify as gay, um, but at... Brown University, it's 38%, <laughs> which makes perfect sense, I, I think, doesn't it? That's, uh, that's what we're talking about here. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh Also, there's another story that goes with this, and uh, it's the Washington Examiner as well. Deborah So is the reporter on the story. Overlooking autism, okay, overlooking autism to convince girls they are boys. That's the headline story by Deborah So, S-H-O. There is a well-documented link between gender dysphoria and autism spectrum disorder. And I didn't know that. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I never heard that before. But it says that it's well-documented. It's just not talked about because the Democrat Party doesn't want to talk about. Uh, Pretty uh, pretty amazing stuff. And a new study published in the academic journal Pediatrics offers evidence for it. Autism is a neurodevelopmental condition characterized by difficulties in social communication and emotional processing, as well as restricted interests and repetitive behaviors. The latest paper incorporated an extremely large sample consisting of over 919,000 adolescents between the ages of 9 and 18 found that youth diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder were more likely to receive a diagnosis of gender dysphoria and that this is particularly true among girls. Huh. But if you want to raise questions about this and you want to study it further, uh, your funding will be pulled and you will be destroyed academically, socially, professionally. Why is there such an overlap between the two conditions and especially among female adolescents? The question is asked first. Autism is, is associated with masculinization. Did you know this? Autism is associated with masculinization of the brain, so it makes sense that girls with autism would lean toward being more male-typical. Sure, everybody knows that. Doesn't everybody know that? Second, one of autism's hallmark characteristics is a lack of conformity to social norms. As a result, 
Those with autism tend to be more comfortable expressing gender nonconformity in their activities and outward appearance. This, in combination with other well-known symptoms, including rigidity and black-and-white thinking, can lead some to believe that if they have gender atypical interests, want to play softball or something, they actually are the opposite sex or not their sex assigned at birth. Girls with autism are more likely to be misdiagnosed or have their condition remain undiagnosed until later in life. This is because the diagnostic criteria for autism were based on what is typically observed observed in boys with the condition. Women are also more adept at hiding their symptoms. Huh, that's interesting. A phenomenon that is known as masking. You're masking to blend in with their peers. Now, this is, hey, this is science. It's, the, it's in the journal Pediatrics. It's a medical journal called Pediatrics, and they got it, uh, they got it covered right here. So there it is. Don't uh, send the kids to Brown University, especially if they have autism, because you never know what might happen. That is, that's some pretty crazy stuff. That's it. Thanks, boy. Go. Look like a boy. You act like a boy. Okay, I'm a boy. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is your Democrat Party. This is the effect they're having. And there is a social contagion dimension to it, which is demonstrated at Brown University, obviously, where um, <laughs> you've got nearly 40% of the student body that identifies as LGBTQ. And in uh, the general population, it's, of course, a small fraction of that. How does that happen? How could that happen? In 2010, at Brown University, it was 14%. And today, it's 38%. How can that be? That uh, more than doubled, an increase of, uh, of 20%. And, uh, excuse me, of, uh, of much more than that, of uh, 24%. That's uh, pretty amazing stuff. And why? What, what is the answer to that, Michael? Democrats. Democrats is the correct answer uh, because they, uh, and if you're looking, just uh, look up Brown University. And, uh, you know, it's, first they try to sell you, hey, send your kids here. It's a great Ivy League school. And uh, we have... Um, you know, a lot of uh, gay stuff going on here. <laughs> uh, again, uh, the general population, a small fraction of this. And baby boomers, 1.7% of baby boomers identify as uh, LGBTQ, uh, but at Brown University, 38%. How can that be? Uh, I'd like to know how many identify as socialist, too. What do you think, uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> probably, probably a very large number as well. Uh, that is uh, that is pretty crazy stuff. What? We ran out the clock again. I can't believe it. Well, I'd give you the phone number, but the uh, phone lines are dead today, so it would be futile. Your efforts would be futile. And I'm sorry about that because I know there's a lot to talk about. You might have uh, family going to Brown University. You might have gone to Brown University yourself. This is the Democrat Party's theme song. It's Lola. This is all the work of the Democrats. They're, uh, mm, 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 mm. Yes, sir. 7.2% of American adults identified as being non-heterosexual in 2022. That's last year. 7.2% nationwide. Okay. Up from 3.5% in 2012. So... 
The number nationwide doubled between 2012 and 2022. That's 10 years. But at Brown University, it went from 3.5% nationwide 2012 to 38%. They are definitely teaching to the test here. And there's more. Now, the, uh, the Democrats in Virginia and beyond are very angry with the Republican governor there. They're very, very angry. They're uh, angry with Glenn Youngkin because he said that, uh, that he uh, doesn't want to legalize uh, the marijuana sales. That's the headline from the left-wing Axios. Youngkin, quote, not interested, end quote, in legalizing marijuana sales. Democrats are very upset because they say, well, you're giving up all this tax revenue because the way they see it, the state should be involved in the distribution of drugs and take their cut just like organized crime does. They see the state as being very much like organized crime. And you may recall in The Godfather, you know, um, the Corleone family was having a meeting and I think they were meeting with Virgil Salazzo uh, or they had just met with Virgil Salazzo, Al Letieri, you know. And uh, they were talking about getting into the drugs. You know, they had the, they had the women and the gambling, uh, and they had the politicians and the police. But uh, drugs, you know, that, that was the emerging market that was going to make everybody a lot of money. And Sonny Corleone, he, uh, he really wanted to get into, into selling drugs. Santino, what do you think? There's a lot of money in that white powder. There's a lot of money in that white powder, Pop. Governor Youngkin's administration gave its clearest indication yet that the governor has no plans to open a retail marijuana market during his term as governor. That's how it starts in Axios. doesn't even say Governor Glenn Youngkin. It just says Governor Youngkin. They don't even use his first name because they're spitting mad that he's not legalizing dope because they want to get stoned. What they're saying is that uh, Governor Youngkin has stated that he's not interested in any further moves toward legalization of adult recreation, recreational use marijuana. Uh, Joseph Guthrie, Youngkin's commissioner for the Department of Agriculture, it's agriculture, not health or anything like that, and consumer safety, said during a recent meeting on cannabis. They're having meetings on cannabis. See, the Democrats, they want to legalize uh, drugs. And, uh, and uh, you know, honestly, if you're going to legalize pot, because there's a lot of money in that, then why not legalize cocaine? Because there's more money in that. If it's about the tax revenue, then by all means, you should also legalize cocaine. And fentanyl, how about fentanyl? Fentanyl would make a lot of money. Uh, so if you're getting your piece, and that's just it, like the Corleone family, they just, they just wanted to wet their beak and all the organized crime families. They just want their, their cut. They want their piece. That's what the Democrats want for the state. And they're yelling, yeah, what about the tax revenue? What are we? Well, leave it to the drug dealers, I guess. We'll <laughs> leave it to the drug dealers. Says no to cannabis sales. Here's the tax revenue that he's passing up. That's one of the headlines here. They want the tax revenue. And uh, they want to legalize prostitution, too. They want to get into all the businesses the Corleone family uh, was in because they're gangsters, too. Oh! 
welcome to Talkville. The Ultimate Smallville Rewatch Podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although, I didn't really work with her a lot. But, Tom did. And they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.